it's always really hard. It's always kind of something that just pops into my head. Mm-hmm. And um, for this, I was just, yeah, I called this one I-94. I was just kind of thinking of like something being fast and like a highway I've always driven on to see my relatives. And then I started feeling like, okay, I want to have this themed around kind of where I grew up, Chicago, like mm-hmm. Northwest Indiana or where my family grew up. Welcome to the Myth of Fingerprints, the podcast that explores music and the human stories behind the artists. I'm Jonah Luke, your host, and each week I bring you interviews and a song from each of our guests. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and a review. And to check out all of the episodes of this podcast, head on over to jonahluke.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and let's go. Welcome, everybody, back to The Myth of Fingerprints. I'm Jonah Luke here in my basement in Portland, Oregon. And with me on the podcast today, I have Marsden Giolas from Chicago, Illinois. He's calling in from Chicago, Illinois today. Welcome to the program, Marsden. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) It's going great. So um, you've got a new EP out called Midwest EP. Um, and why don't you just tell people first the kind of music that you do, because I don't think we've had an artist in your genre here on the podcast yet. Yeah. So I'm doing a uh, experimental electronic music. Um, it's also kind of like electronic dance music too. And, uh, it's, uh, similar to like the genres of, um, a lot of stuff in the late nineties, like drum and bass and a lot of, you know, just a fast experimental kind of dance music. Yeah. So, Yeah. Cool. So, and this um, this Midwest EP is your is your debut. It's the first one you've made. Um, it's the first one I made on this new label. Okay. Um, I was uh, emailing people, and there's like a small uh, label collective called Garden House Records, and I uh, decided I emailed them because they were listening to my music, and then I was like, could I sign on? And then me and um guy Chris uh, Chris Hess, who runs a label, he makes music too. He does electronic music, and he's also in a band. And, uh, so I, yeah, we just, we hooked up and then I put, uh, eventually put this, uh, music out on the, on the label and, uh, just, uh, yeah, just week, uh, the 13th. Cool. So, so just from the, like something that I'm curious about is how do you go about writing these songs? Like what, what inspires you to, to start writing and how does the songwriting process work? And even like down to the nitty gritty of what programs do you use and, uh, instruments and stuff like that? Um, so I use a couple software, uh, programs there. Uh, one is called logic pro. It's, uh, you know, that pretty popular one on Apple. And then other one is uh, Ableton live, which I have an older version of. And then I have like basically a MIDI keyboard and I, you know, play the, play the piano, play the keyboard. And, um, so, and then I, you know, make drum beats, uh, throw in samples, kind of mix everything up. So that's what I'm usually doing. And I, I occasionally have some external gear I'm using, like synthesizers. And and how do you, when you're writing songs, do you get, do you kind of just start start writing a song by experimenting, like you're, you're on your computer, or do you ever have a moment when you, inspiration strikes when you're not at, at your station? Like, do you ever um, kind of take in influences from, from the outside world or just from your head? Uh, yeah, I do from my head a lot. You know, I'm kind of, when I'm just, you know, 
I'm walking around and I'm not listening to music, I take occasionally just like, uh, yeah, just think of melodies in my head. Just think of something that might work. And then that could, uh, that definitely helps me when I'm going to write a new track. Um, a lot of times when I'm writing a new track, I'm just experimenting. I'm, you know, trying to come up with a melody, you know, playing a chord and then, um, and then, you know, playing it over a beat and then, uh, trying to find samples to throw in sound effects. So, I'm just, you know, uh, just kind of improvising and then I occasionally come up with something and then I repeat it and then I do another variation and then I kind of, that's how I get started. Um, so usually. Cool. And what kinds of, um, what kinds of music do you listen to to get inspired? So I, uh, a lot of earlier, uh, electronic stuff, a lot of current stuff too. Uh, one of my main influences, a big influence, he's like one of my favorite artists ever is, uh, Aphex Twin. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done, he's just done a ton of different kinds of genres of electronic music and he's been around since the early nineties and he's recently, he's just started releasing new stuff. Uh, one last year he did this album called Syro, which definitely really influenced me a lot. Just the way he was structuring songs. He was doing this thing where he would just like, the track would just keep going. There wouldn't be a lot of like you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It was mm. just, you know, just keep going. And then it had a lot of just like beautiful sounds and, uh, you know, synths and just the way he was kind of sequencing everything was just, it was, it was amazing to me. And, uh, that was definitely a big influence. So I, I listened to him a lot. <laughs> yeah. With, with this new album, what's, what, what are your plans for it? Like, do you, are you going to go on tour with it or how, how do you perform live? Um, a lot of times when I've been forming live lately, I've just been uh, DJing. So I use a software called Tractor where I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, DJing a lot of just uh, stuff I like. Uh, a lot of times in the drum and bass genre, which is, you know, very uh, fast paced kind of electronic dance music. And that's and drum and bass and jungle. And that's been around since the early 90s, uh, early to mid 90s and kind of influenced a lot of like dance music now. But then recently, yeah, I've just been uh, starting to want to yeah, perform my own stuff a lot more live. And I, uh, the software tractor came out with this new thing uh, that's kind of similar to what you can do in Ableton Live where you um, you can break up different sections of the song. So I'll have like the drums on one section, section and then the synths on one, the sound effects on one. So I can kind of cue those in and out and then mix another song in and then oh, kind of cool. just mash up the songs from different parts. So that's how I'm going to be. Uh, playing live. How did you start doing this? Did you um, grow up playing music and what kinds of music have you played and how did you get into this specific kind of electronic house music? I was, well, when I was younger, I started playing, um, I, you know, I started playing guitar. My mom played a little bit of guitar, but then I also, I started to want to play it and I was like kind of doing classical guitar and a little bit. And then I was doing I just wanted to gotten a lot of like rock and roll and stuff and wanted to do that. And then I remember in junior high, I just was like, I started listening to groups like, you know, Daft Punk and like Chemical Brothers and uh, like Moby and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Fatboy Slim. And then I was just like, this is some of the greatest stuff I've ever heard. <laughs> I need to like, I want to start doing this. And so in the freshman year of high school, I was just started goofing around. I, you know, I, I found, you know, it was pretty easy to, to make stuff. I mean, not stuff that sounded amazing, but like I was just uh, throwing stuff together in GarageBand a lot. And then I kind of just kept on taking it further and further where I was like, I wanted to teach myself piano and then look up tutorials on how to do stuff. And then I um, eventually took piano lessons for like a year and a half. 
and also just kind of research it online. So, yeah, and then I was getting new software, and then I slowly just became a little bit more attuned to it. And then I, uh, I went to college for audio and music production, so I took some uh, sound classes, and I learned how to, and then a couple of music, some music classes too, and I learned how to compose stuff a little bit better. I think so. So as you said, you went to to college for audio and music production. Is that something you you want to make a career out of? Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> that's <laughs> something I definitely want to try to make a career out of, and that's that's a really hard thing to do right now. Yeah. So um, an interesting thing that I that I want to ask you about is you've got some creative um, song titles here on your EP. Yeah. One, two of my favorites are I-94, and then you have one called Osco's Drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they seem to be a little centered around Chicago or the the Midwest. So how do you come up with um, song titles, especially in songs that might not uh, have lyrics? It's always really hard. It's always kind of something that just pops into my head. Mm-hmm. And um, for this, I was just, yeah, I called this one I-94. I was just kind of thinking of like something being fast and like a highway I've always driven on to see my relatives. And then I started feeling like, okay, I want to have this themed around kind of where I grew up, Chicago, like mm-hmm. Northwest Indiana or where my family grew up. I just, I don't know. I just have a lot of nostalgic memories of just kind of like traveling around random areas and, right. you know, and then I kind of wanted that to, I don't know, be seen in my music somehow. Um, so I just, yeah, I started titling it that. Do you have a nostalgic memory of Osco's drugs or how did you <laughs> name know. that one? <laughs> I, that was just kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of out of humor. I'm just kind of like, all right, there's Jewel Osco and then there was like right. Osco's drugs. And that's yeah. like, that's a Midwest thing. Everyone goes to like Jewel and stuff. So it's just like, yeah, all right. This, sure. And this, and the song was kind of, that track is a little bit goofy itself. There's some goofy parts. So if it's a little bit more of a goofy song or kind of humorous, which I kind of like to do in my music a little bit, mm-hmm. um, it uh, I tend to kind of name it more of a funny title. Yeah. So. so what are your plans for the future? You said this album, you want to play live more. Do you have um, plans for more albums or what are your goals? Um, I do. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to keep making music and um. I want to keep making more music and then I definitely want to um, go into the field of, you know, mixing and recording for other bands and studios because yeah. I'm kind of, since I'm an electronic musician, I kind of, I understand all like the technical stuff is very similar to like, you know, mixing a band. Um, right. it's, you're just dealing with, yeah, stuff like EQing and compressing and all the technical stuff that goes into it. So, so I'm trying to get into that and just maybe probably taking more internships and just looking for more work and just networking because that's just that's just how the business works. Cool. Yeah. If people want to want to find the Midwest EP, where's the best place uh, for them to go? Um, definitely. It's the Garden House website, which is uh, yeah, GardenHouseRecords.com slash album slash Marsden Jewelish slash Midwest. You could just kind of click around the links. I also have it up on Bandcamp, which I think is good. You know, for uh, I've noticed uh, a lot of pe- older people can't like navigate SoundCloud very well because there's always pe- it's a weird like layout. They're always like reposting stuff, and then right. <laughs> it's like reposted here, and then blah 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 here, and not you know where's the playlist? And so I I send a lot of people there, and then also on SoundCloud is a big one where I um yeah where a lot of people in, uh, can listen to stuff. Cool. And, Great. So people should go check out the Midwest EP. And um, before we leave you, we're going to listen to a song from that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to listen to the third track called Greater Lakes. Before before we say goodbye, Marsden, is there anything you want to say about uh, about this song? What inspired you or 
how you named it even? I, I think I named it Greater Lakes. I just felt like it kind of had this kind of big atmospheric quality to it. And uh, with this track, this is one of the ones where I just kind of, um, when I made it, I just kept on going and was trying to just change the structure all the time, just keep it slowly transitioning until it ended kind of like a, a soundtrack almost. Well, Marson, thanks so much for being on the podcast. All right. Thank you. And here's Greater Lakes by Marston Geolis.
That's it for this episode of The Myth of Fingerprints. As always, I'm Jonah Luke. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. To continue the conversation, to learn more about the artists that you just heard, and to suggest an artist for the podcast, head on over to jonahluke.com slash podcast. If you're on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and review as that helps immensely. You can also join the conversation on Twitter. I'm at Jonah Luke, and I would love to hear from you. See you next time. This has been a Freedom Podcasting production. For more information, go to freedompodcasting.com.